Welcome back to episode 107 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of game week 20. Now, before I get into the usual, I want to highlight right at the start that for those of you who are yet to check out draftfc.co.uk, new customers can take advantage of our January sale with a one month free trial, which will give you unrestricted access to our dashboards, which you've no doubt heard me mention before on the podcast. And in the global dashboard, you'll also be able to check out your global rank, which shows you how your league is performing versus the rest of the world, which is well worth a peek at if you don't sign up for any other reason other than that. Now, game week 19 is yet to conclude with Fulham against Chelsea still to be played on Thursday and the rest of the games seem ages ago now having had the FA Cup games this weekend just gone. Things generally went as expected except for the opening match where Brentford convincingly beat Liverpool 3-1. City gained on Arsenal slightly in the title race and at the bottom of the table Southampton lost 1-0 at home to Forest and it remains to be seen how much longer they will persevere with Nathan Jones. The other thing to mention is that we are obviously well into the January transfer window and moves are starting to happen. Many of you new to draft will be wondering why you were unable to bring in the likes of Gakpo before the last deadline. And that's because there are restrictions hard baked into the game rules, which mean if anyone has been added close to the game week deadline, then they are locked. This is worth remembering this week if any notable new arrivals come before the deadline on Thursday night. It's also worth pointing out that players are not added to the game until the deal is 100% verified and announced by the club. So just because Fabrizio has said, here we go, they are not going to instantly appear in the transaction list. I'm recording this episode on Tuesday, the 10th of January. So any team news, injury developments or press conference info are up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include the aforementioned Cody Gakpo, Kepa, and a run-through of all the other new January signings. So let's get into it. So starting with Waiver Watch, then the main players brought in by you guys ahead of Game Week 19 were Tim Ream, Enketia, Wambisaka, Deckwood Overreed, and Kepa. And the players making way on the whole were Cristiano Ronaldo, naturally, uh, Kurt Zuma, Louis Diaz, Iwobi and Jordan Sancho. Looking at the fixtures this week, and really there's only one place to start, and that's to talk about the double game week. So we have four teams who are going to play two fixtures in game week 20. They are Crystal Palace, who have Chelsea and United, Man United, who play City and Palace. Then we've got Manchester City playing United and Spurs, and Spurs taking on Arsenal and then City. Now, as double game weeks go, not really the best. Uh, Palace with two very tough games. City and Spurs with two of their toughest fixtures of the season. And then it just leaves United with an okay game away at Palace to try and get some points. By virtue of the fact uh, City, United and Spurs will have most of their key players picked up anyway, there probably won't be many options in your waiver piles. There will be Palace players around, but you need to decide whether you want to get one of them versus any of the other mid-table teams with an okay home fixture. Um, such as Everton, Forest, Wolves or Brentford. Personally, I'd rather have a Brentford defender this week than a Palace defender having to take on Chelsea and Man United. The gains this week are mainly going to come from those Saturday afternoon fixtures as lots of mid-tablers face off. So being able to call your favourites here 
will pay the dividends. Let's get into the main picks then. And as I've already mentioned him in the wavered in pile for last week, lots of you already cottoning on to the fact that uh, this guy is now the option and that's Kepper in golf Chelsea. His ownership in 18 leagues is just 23%. Uh, Mendy has had an operation for a broken finger that he sustained in training. Hard to predict what impact that will have on his season without knowing the extent of the injury, but would have to predict it will be at least a couple of months out. Many leagues, mine included, had already seen Mendy stashed away, ready for his return, so will have to be dropped again if that applies to you. Let's look at a few defenders, starting with the guys that we already know. Lissandro Martinez should come in for Man United for their double. Um, as I said, they've got that one good fixture at least away at Crystal Palace. And given the nature of those games, I would expect Martinez to come in and play both of them. His ownership is just 17% in eight team leagues, but it does go a lot higher uh, as the leagues get over sort of 10, 11 teams upwards of 80%. But if he's available, I would certainly be picking him up this week. Next is Canate for Liverpool. His ownership ranges between 21 and 45%, depending on your league size. Um, Van Dijk obviously out for a while now due to a hamstring injury, which means we're likely going to see uh, Matip and Konate. The only word of caution here is that out of the two, Konate has not played particularly well over the last few weeks. Um, and there is a chance that they go with Gomez and, and Matip. But I think for now, Konate will get the nod. Let's look at a couple of the new guys, starting with Benoit Badia-Shilly, if that's how you pronounce it, for Chelsea. New 21-year-old centre-back from Monaco. Uh, was on the bench for the FA Cup game against Manchester City the other night and looks an absolute unit. Um, Chelsea have struggled defensively. Koulibaly continues to look shaky and I wonder if he's getting worked in sooner rather than later. One to keep an eye on for sure. And in a 16-team league, I wouldn't be against smuggling him away on the bench for a couple of weeks if you can. Leeds also signed a centre-back, uh, Woba, mentioning him out of courtesy really, not sure he's going to be an option for now. Um, could be used uh, by Leeds sooner rather than later, given they're not exactly the most solid at the back. Um, probably not one, as I said, unless Leeds have a particularly good fixture that you're looking to target. Into midfield, and let's start with Cody Gakpo, Liverpool's new signing. I think if you're down the bottom of most draft leagues, you're not going to be able to turn down a punt on Gakpo, who um, Liverpool agreed terms with very swiftly just before New Year, with the move then becoming official on New Year's Day. The 23-year-old impressed at the World Cup and PSV were, were quick to cash in, receiving a record fee for them. His best position is coming off the left wing and it's an area that they've struggled with due to injuries to Louis Diaz and um, Jota, who can also fill in there. It means when everyone is fit, they'll have an even more formidable front line with options off the bench. Now, we've got our first look at him in the FA Cup game against Wolves, and he hardly shone, um, but I think it's probably too early to judge, and things never quite work as well as they do in the league in the Cup game, given all the changes. I think given the potential he brings, if you are at the bottom of the league, uh, it's going to be hard really for me to advocate against picking him up because uh, if you pass on him now he's almost certainly going to get picked up by somebody above you and then if he kicks off you're going to be firmly rooted at the bottom of the league. Another midfielder to mention is Scarpa who's signed for Nottingham Forest. Um, he's been with them for nearly two months now and um, he's playing with them during the World Cup um, and then obviously made official at the beginning of January. He's looked okay so far, did play um, 90 minutes in their FA Cup tie. That's all them stuff for one by Blackpool. Um, which isn't the best showing for your first competitive game. I personally think he'll feature a decent amount for them going forward. Um, he's pretty stylish number 10, 
and should take nearly all set pieces when he's on the pitch. For now, just one to keep an eye on. Into the strikers. And uh, firstly, I'm going to mention Alexander Isak for Newcastle. Uh, We only saw him for three games in which he scored twice um, before getting injured. And then we haven't seen him now since game week eight. His ownership remains reasonably high, between 20 and 80%, depending on the league size. So many of you will have had him parked on your bench awaiting his return. He is absolute quality. And I think um, given the struggles they've had with Wilson's injuries again this season, he's not going to lack for opportunities. Chris Wood has been dreadful whenever he's been asked to come in and deputise. And whether he plays as a straight number nine or coming off one of the wings, uh, likely the left side now that Almiron is now down the right side. Um, I think he definitely gets minutes. He definitely gets into the goals. And yeah, an exciting one for those who've held on to him for so long. And for those who've got him in the waiver pile, now is the time to get him. A few new faces to go through. Firstly, David Fafana for Chelsea. Um, new young forward prospect. Strong rumours he could be loaned straight out, which seems a little odd. Uh, I'm not sure why they didn't just let him sign and finish the season at Mulder. But either way, he's not someone I'm looking at currently. Then Wolves um, got a new striker, Cunha, um, who I need to see scoring before I even consider bringing him in. Uh, and I'm not looking at him at all in the waivers this week. Uh, and then Southampton signed Mislav Orsic. Um, part of their bid to stay in the Premier League involves uh, squeezing some goals out of the experienced Croatian winger. He's netted 57 times from uh, 132 appearances for Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, and if they are to stay up, he's going to have to get a few more in the latter half of the season. I'm not convinced he's the sort to really hit the ground running um, in a league as tough as the Premier League. And I'm not sure um, he's going to give them enough to stay up. So they'll have to dip their hand into the uh, transfer market again, I'm sure. Some hidden gems then. Um, I mentioned the Brentford defence earlier, but uh, one option is Rico Henry. His ownership is just 5%. They play Bournemouth at home. And, you know, as I mentioned, I would much rather have the likes of them than a Palace defender playing the two games that they've got. Mikaleko is an option for Everton. His ownership's around 4%. Nice home game against Southampton, but that defence is now reliant on Coleman at right back again, who just looks older and older as the weeks go on and very much a liability on that side. A player with very low ownership is Naif Aguerd for West Ham. Um, big defender who was injured in pre-season, so we haven't seen him Um, for many weeks he made his first appearance in game week 16 then played 90 minutes in game week 19 and I think moving forward he is going to be a regular for them at the back they face Wolves this week which is one of the best uh, fixtures on paper for a defender even though they are away so um, yeah it could be worth even just as a one-week punt though they do play Everton at home next week so you could even look at him for then as well A couple of midfielders to consider starting for United with Casemiro. Obviously not known nor renowned for his goal scoring or uh, creation, but he scored in the last game and assisted two before that. Um, Two goals and two assists for the season so far. And I think if you're just looking to get a United player for the double game week, then not a bad option. In similar vein for Spurs is Ben Tanker, whose ownership has dropped uh, massively over the last month, given that he's missed a few games with injury. Uh, in eight-team leagues, his ownership is just 4%. His last appearance was in game 16, just before the World Cup, where he scored two against Leeds for uh, a 14-point haul. He's got four goals and two assists for the season. And again, I think he should be fit and back in the squad. Uh, and given the nature of those two games, if he is in any way available, he will play them both. In attack is um, 
Wilfried Nonto for Leeds, who we've seen a fair amount of over the last few weeks, including before the World Cup. He's now started the last three games and got his first goal of the se- first league goal of the season in that 2-2 draw against West Ham last week. He looks really lively uh, and I think he's certainly more likely to get minutes moving forward than Patrick Bamford is. Another player to emerge um, pretty much out of nowhere over the last couple of weeks is uh, Evan Ferguson for Brighton. Um, has come in to attack with Welbeck injured, came on for just a few minutes in game week 17, got half an hour against Arsenal in game week 18 in which he scored, then uh, got his first start. Last week away at Everton, got a goal and an assist in Brighton's impressive 4-1 win uh, away at Goodson Park for 11 points. Given the way that form is shaping up, I'm pretty certain we'll see a fair amount of him moving forward, though they do have Liverpool this week. But following that, they have a really nice run of fixtures which are well worth investing in. Most hidden gem pick this week was pretty easy. I've gone for Nathaniel Klein. His ownership is just 7% in 16-team leagues. I mean, why not bet on a Palace defender for the two games? Um, Particularly in a 16-team league, it's defo a punt worth taking. On the get rid list, uh, I've put Patrick Bamford on there. I don't think there's any reason to have him at the moment. Jaden Sancho is out of favour and Aubameyang is well out of the reckoning for Chelsea. So that's it for this episode. A reminder, the waiver deadline this week is at the slightly unusual time of 11.30 on Thursday night, ahead of Friday night football the following day. This is because of the game between Fulham and Chelsea, which needs to conclude um, before that deadline then processes. As I said at the beginning, if you haven't signed up to draftfc.co.uk before, um, if you sign up now, you will get one month free access to the site and everything that it has to offer. So do check it out if you haven't already. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on whichever platform you listen to so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Follow us on Twitter at draft underscore FC to keep up to date with all the comings and goings at draft FC. And it's also the easiest place to message us if you want to send us a message about anything draft FPL. So best of luck ahead of game week 20. Once those games have concluded, we will basically be at the halfway mark in terms of games played. Keep an eye out for the upcoming podcasts in January, including normal game week previews, as well as a full rankings update, which will be published on the site. And if you want to see that and you haven't signed up before, there's another reason to take advantage of the free trial. Until next time, stay shook. Sure.